Another edition of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is your host, Dave Matthews. Finishing up the uh, series with Mr. Tony Tran, former student of mine, uh, professional athletic trainer. Um, Mr. Tran, here in a few minutes, we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about some cycling injuries and also a little bit of, uh, you know, tips for pickleball. Uh, so all of you pickleball and cycling fans out there, Got any questions about road rash, concussions, K-tape, uh, you know, other new athletic treatments and or pickleball thoughts as far as uh, court positioning and so forth, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we, I am working uh, feverishly um, through this week. We have the uh, Decatur Ride of Silence. If you don't know about it, it is Wednesday, May, May 15th at 7 p.m. You can go on our Facebook fan page, Bike Friendly ATL. Look under events. Uh, it is a free nine-mile ride. Uh, police escorted with a trail and a lead vehicle. There is also uh, a post-ride celebration party at Bike Law, which is right there on McDonough here in Decatur. Uh, sponsored by the Bike Law folks, Bruce Hagen, Ken Roscoff, and those great folks up there. Um, hope everybody can go online, sign up for our event as going, and also do the same uh, out of respect for Bruce and his staff to give us an idea of how many are coming so we can prepare uh, properly. We don't want to short anybody. Uh, we, you will be given a free Ride of Silence t-shirt if you sign up online. So please go there and do so. Uh, let's make this ride the biggest in the U.S. It is possible here in Decatur. Anyway, back to our uh, podcast with Mr. Tony Tran. This is the third of uh, three, a three-part series. I hope you enjoy it. And here we are, off to the last uh, part of this series. This should help. Okay. Okay, good. Steve, get your game going, buddy. <laughs> I just looked at him on Facebook. Um, on to a little cycle, some cycling questions. Us in cycling, we have, well, we have basically two or two or three main injuries. And you've probably seen some of us come in maybe. Uh, number one, we, you know, sometimes get our wheels clipped. You know, you're in front of me and something happens and I clip your wheel. Well, I'm the one that goes down, which is okay because I'm the one that clipped your wheel. Yeah. But then we literally just slide on the asphalt. So we, we come into you and we've got nothing but raw red strawberry looking skin on our thigh. What's the best way? And the real reason why we shave our legs a lot of times is because air is a carrier of bacteria. So instead of waiting till you have that skid mark, you yeah. get rid of the hair so that when you have that skid mark, it's a lot easier to treat. Right. So. I, I don't know too much about bison. I was going to actually ask you about that later, but yeah, uh, that sounds pretty nasty. Um, it, it's nasty. <laughs> I guess if you're me, uh, what I would do is uh, I would kind of clean the area uh, with some saline solution. Um, 
or uh, some kind of uh, hydrogen peroxide just to clean the area. And right. then uh, if you need to get on the bike again and keep on going, I would take uh, you know some Vaseline or some kind of triple ointment, triple right. antibiotic ointment, kind of slab it on there, put a gauze pad on it, wrap it up with some PowerFlex or some sort of bandage. Um, right. And just to keep it covered to kind of protect it from any bacteria or uh, prevent it from getting infected. Sure. And then I would just get back on the bike and keep on going. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're a softy like me, you know, <laughs> probably stop, uh, you know, don't get on that bike, <laughs> clean the area. Um, and then, you know, when you're, when you're at home and you're in like a clean environment, you can leave it open to kind of let it dry up. Right. Uh, kind of, you know, let it, let it scab over. Yep. I wouldn't let it get wet uh, because if you let it get wet and moist, it's going to take a little bit longer to scab up. Okay. Is that yeah. what you do? Or do you do oh, anything yeah. different? That's, to me, that's a natural process. And I know how a lot of people, uh, you know, do this and this and this. And, I, and I'm like, you know, it's got to scab up. That's how you create new skin. And from right. there, that scab will start falling off when the new skin comes up under it. That's just the way the body works. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, exactly. us humans are not that patient. We want it like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about um, concussions? Concussions. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's like the new hot topic in uh, sports medicine these days. You always see on the news and all of that stuff. Uh, football. Football, especially. especially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, I work at a high school, uh, so uh, we have like a concussion protocol that we sure. go through. Uh, if an athlete goes down, if they lose consciousness, uh, we run out, we evaluate them. Uh, we go through uh, an assessment, uh, a standardized assessment uh, to kind of gauge and evaluate the concussion. Um, but some of the signs I'm looking out for are uh, dizziness, uh, you may have blurred vision, you may have nausea, um, the feeling of wanting to throw up or actually throwing up is a sure. big sign uh, of concussion. Um, so like, let's say if, if Dave, if you fall off a bike and you may have these signs and symptoms, I would pull you out. Um, I would do this evaluation. I would look for those signs and symptoms. I would right. test your coordination. Um, and then if I find out that, hey, Dave might have a serious uh, head injury, um, uh, I'm not going to let him go back and compete. Sure. Because the worst thing you can do is let an athlete go back. They fall again. They get hit again. Now you're having second impact syndrome. Uh, you can make the head injury a lot worse um, than it is. And, uh, sure. you know, fortunately in the past, there's been documented uh, cases of death because of it. Uh, so we definitely don't want that. Um, and then uh, some ways to manage a concussion. Uh, you generally don't want to overstimulate the brain. Uh, so this one is hard, uh, even, uh, you know, for, for the high school age kids that I work with, um, they're always on their phones, on the TV screens. Uh, we want to limit as much of that as possible. 
because with those devices, you're stimulating the brain too much. So what you want to do is you want to sit, you know, dark room, rest, sleep. Uh, you can sleep as much as you want to rest the brain. I know in the past, um, they, they always told you to, was it wake up a person every five minutes or something? Yeah. 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 So um, studies are showing now, uh, normal practice is that you can let the person sleep. That's perfectly fine. Uh, you can take Tylenol if needed for a headache um, uh, to let those symptoms subside. And then, then once uh, those symptoms do subside, uh, you take them through a protocol. Uh, you kind of, what we do is we take an athlete through a series of exercises and workouts uh, throughout a uh, five, six day stage process. Right. And, and the workouts get harder to kind of stimulate the body and the brain to see if it can handle those stresses again. And then once, uh, you know, you can do a full workout, you can do a full practice without having any symptoms, then let's say, uh, yeah, you can, you can go back and do your normal activity. Right. Um, if you're vomiting and uh, you're having terrible nausea, uh, you know, dizziness is out of control and it, the symptoms get worse, uh, you want to go see a doctor. You right. Get yourself to an emergency room. Right. But, yeah. Anything else you got to add? This has been a lot of fun and a lot of information. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like I'm just mumbling off a whole bunch of info. I don't know. Like, uh, is there anything else that you may have uh, questions about? Uh, no. I mean, we, we actually talked to <laughs> what does K-Tape? What is K-Tape? Should they buy cases of it, or does it make you uh, Roger Federer-like, or not that he's, I've ever seen him with any on him, but I see it around, and people are always asking about it. Yeah. If, if K-Tape made me like Roger, <laughs> I would probably, you know, just be dressed in KT tape, but uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it do? Does it just stimulate blood flow, or? Uh, so... KT tape, also, uh, was it a kinesio tape? Right. Um, what it does is uh, it's a product that's advertised to provide support to a joint, to a muscle, to an injury. Um, I've, I've also read that it kind of helps to stimulate blood flow depending on how you apply it. Right. Um, now, it's advertised to do all of that without sacrificing any mobility issues right so if you think about like an ankle brace or like a knee brace those things are pretty bulky sure um, they kind of get in the way of uh, doing your sport or activity so kt tape is a very minimalistic uh, thing to provide support right uh, now does it work uh there's not many or if any studies that i've seen that actually you know support it sure with that being said, said I have a lot of athletes that swear by it. Right. They use it. Uh, that it gives them the support they need without sacrificing mobility, and they love it. So I'll put it. I'll put it on them if they sure. ask. Right. And if they. Have it. Um, but other than that, I, I generally don't use KT tape. Uh, one reason being that it's very expensive. Wow. It's like fifteen twenty dollars a roll these days. Wow. Uh, it's very, it's not very feasible for me to use it on all my athletes. Sure. 
if they buy it and they have it and they want me to use it, sure, I'll put it on you. Right. Um, uh, let's see. But yeah, uh, I mean, you see all the pros using it. You see the Bryan brothers. I think, yeah. They use it. Uh, Carrie Walsh, the, the Olympic volleyball player, she, yep. she uses it. She's very famous for it. Um, but I mean, I mean, it's it's worth a try, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. It, it won't hurt you. Right. Right. All you do is peel it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll be using any K tape. KT tape anytime soon at fifteen dollar roll. Whoa! Yes, it gets pricey. I mean, but people are willing to do a lot to kind of get back on the you know court. So you, you would you see it a lot for do sure. You, do you see? And, I, and I'm sure it hasn't changed. It's just because humans haven't changed. Do you see things? Uh, you know, we like we laugh at golf for having all the gimmicks to teach you a proper stroke and there this and this and this. Do you see things like those gimmicks? And, you know, am I saying KT tape is one? But, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes when an athlete believes in something, it ain't really the product. It's actually your head is actually the one turning yeah. the screws, you know. Right. Do you see gimmicks like that around, you know, in the athletic field? Oh, for sure. I mean, you see, uh, you see a lot of people using, uh, you know, technology nowadays right. to kind of, uh, improve their performance. Uh, now you see, uh, I mean, it, it's not just a mental thing uh, for like uh, video analysis. Sure. I see a lot of people, you know, videotaping themselves, uh, you know, looking at their form at a microscopic level. Right. Uh, I think definitely a good use for those kind of tools. Sure. Uh, to kind of evaluate and just kind of maybe see what you're doing wrong and what you're tweaking. Right. Uh, to kind of, you know, fix something. I think those are great, sure. Uh, but then there's like other things, like uh, I don't know. There's all sorts of supplements and sure. things that you can buy over the counter now that you know advertise this and that. Uh, right. But in reality, it may just be you know a sugar pill. Uh, so, a placebo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, you see, you see some things that work, and you're like. Oh man, that's definitely a placebo. It's a mental thing, but you know, there's things out there that help, like video analysis and all these apps nowadays that oh, yeah. you know, you use, uh, which can be beneficial. I think. Sure. 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 Well, I think I've got everything answered that I wanted to have answered, especially from my student standpoint. They're like, ask him this and ask him this, and I was like, okay, I'll ask him. I'll ask him. You got anything you want to add? I mean, we've pretty much run the gamut on a lot of the stuff you were talking about that we've talked about and uh, you know, the simple things, but there's a lot more complex things that I would tell them just like you would that they need to go, you know, seek a athletic trainer or even a doctor orthopedist or somebody to get that ball rolling. If it's something bigger that you can't handle the pain of. Right. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, if, if you're struggling with something that's, uh, you know, going longer than like, two weeks um, and things aren't getting better, maybe it's time to seek out uh, a professional that may know a little bit more uh, rather than, you know, going online and web and being stuff. Right. Uh, you know, they, they, they can get your, their hands on you to see what's going on. And that they, they have more tools to kind of evaluate. Uh, right. To make right. Um, as far as questions, I mean, uh, I know you're, 
getting into the or you've been in the pickleball world right right um, each and you you have a group that you work with are you seeing like uh injuries that pop up in pickleball that you know you're not used to seeing and no i think most of them are uh the good thing about our group is that most of them you know out of about 50 people most of them play at least a couple of times a week, like a Monday and a Wednesday or a Wednesday and a Friday. So there's a pretty good consistent ex- expectation they get better because they're playing two to three days. Some of them play three days a week. And there's a day off right. in between. And a lot of them are, you know, 45 and up age-wise, but that gives their body a chance to recuperate. And so they come back and their body gets used to that grind and they – this, this overall group is pretty darn solid about coming back every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that shows to where you don't see all those injuries because it's consistent. You know, they, like you said, they, they condition their body. And that conditioning, you have that, you know, uh, that strength and that yep. muscle and all the things that go along with being prepared to compete. So yeah. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, a lot of them do that consistently. So from my standpoint – we had one gentleman, he was about 75 when we first started. And, you know, as you get older, your skin gets thinner. And uh, when you fall, that skin is not as thick as it used to be. It it breaks and it you need Band-Aids and stuff. And yeah. over there, it's just Neosporin and Band-Aids and put it on there and, you know, dress it up. But from there, you know, I tell people every day, I say, you know, if there's somebody new coming in, don't remember when you're 20 because that'll get you in so much trouble that you'll be on on your face in a heartbeat and they're like really and I go really I see it every day so take your time get into the sport and learn a little bit of the gist of it and then you know a little more what to expect you don't get blindsided by a shot that you thought you could get to but all of a sudden the ball is not going to bounce because it's not a tennis ball and you go reaching well there went your balance you know now you're falling on your face you know, so, right. you know, and I've seen that happen a few times, but most of the people in there are very good about keeping their balance and, uh, you know, maintaining a, a good level of mental awareness as to what they're doing. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So it, it may, the reason why I asked that is because I've noticed, because I started playing pickleball some, uh, and for me, this is bad. I, okay. I know I should, you know, bend my knees and crouch down to pick up the ball but you know with the pickleball paddle you can't do like the the, the thing you do with the racket to kind of that's right ball. so you're like constantly like punching over to pick up <laughs> and like i swear my back kills me uh you gotta bend your knees you gotta bend your knees yeah bend your knees i know i don't practice what i preach all the time <laughs> Oh, you don't? You, I won't tell you what I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just wondering if you're, seeing, if you're seeing more back pain and all that. No, I think I think most of our players, and like I tell them, everybody's going to have a place in the court they're going to feel comfortable going from or to. And once you've played, I'd say at least about three or four good hours of pickleball, the yeah. gist of where you want to stand to, and, and the gist of how aggressive you want to be, you can determine at that point. Up until then, you're just kind of learning the newness of the game and what you do and don't want to do. And that's, that's usually where most people get 
kind of get thrown in there like a, you know, a, a tumbleweed. And they're like, oh, my God, this is not tennis. This is not badminton. And I'm like, yeah. you're right. We call it pickleball, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, that's the one thing. But, I mean, most of our players, they learn to use their hands. And, you know, you got to learn that that racket is not – that paddle is not 27 inches long. It's right. it's right there at the extension of your hand. And that's a whole other game you have to learn. It really is. Yeah, it's really fun, too. So. Oh, it's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah, playing with Sarah is a lot of fun. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to get back. You need to do another DMTA thing. I've, I, I miss those pickleball. You're tennis. more than welcome to come over and play any Monday, Wednesday, or Friday morning. I'll get you in. We'll get you playing. Oh, We have a good group in there, good advanced yeah. players, too. They'll have a lot of fun with them. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Ah, uh, man. Uh, I, I don't know. You're, you're the podcast guy now. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I usually leave it open for, you know, final, final comments, you know, uh, you know, with, you know, like, like I said, we both said, you know, if you've got some pain that you can't tolerate something probably more there than just a, a ACE bandage or something going to help it. You know, you need to go get some, some serious uh, medical advice from somebody that knows what they're doing. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're injured, I mean, take, you know, be cautious. Your body is smart. It's going to yeah. tell you when you can and cannot do something. Right. Uh, for sure. uh, don't live by the Advil. Uh, so <laughs> there's guys out there that just pound Advil before they go on the court. And, uh, you know, they just do that. And, you know, they live like that. And that's not probably uh, the most healthiest thing to do right. <laughs> to impact your body with all those chemicals. Sure. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there's be, be smart. Uh, condition the body. Don't go out there and do 30 miles of biking after not doing that for 30 years. I don't know. <laughs> and, that, and that happens. That happens. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I work in a different setting than uh, uh, maybe your uh, the the audience of this podcast because I deal with a lot of high school students. A lot well, of high school students be you know dramatic and they don't know the difference between actual pain right. and that soreness that sure. kind of you know maybe you worked hard and uh, now your muscles are just sore and you know that's something you need to get through. Right. kind of find, you know, right. a new level for yourself physically. Right. Um, I get a lot of that. Sure. I work, you know? So uh, there's there's real pain where there's sharp and it's numbing and, you know, you can't move. That's right. one thing. Right. Pain. But then it's just soreness and you're just achy, you know, throw a hot pack on or yeah. foam roll and stretch. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Well, all right, Tony, I appreciate you helping me out, man. And hopefully this will help a lot of other people get through their, you know, blisters and injuries and minor injuries and tendonitis and stuff. Um, yeah. And we'll help them get back on the court or back on the pickleball court or on the bike, you know, a lot faster. And that's, that's always everybody's wish is to keep exercising and moving. Yep, for sure. Well, thanks for having me on. I never thought I'd be on a podcast and it's uh, good to, you know, for you to be my first. So well, that's, it was fun. 
I'm very honored. And uh, like I said, I always regard your expertise, you know, like, like I always have, you know, regarded your opinion very highly because, uh, you know, you're very highly. Look on the camera, God Almighty. Everybody's going to be going, turn day long. That was the third of three editions of the Tony Tran podcast here at Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. Uh, just want to remind everybody, uh, I am working on a podcast with Miss Michelle Fitzpatrick Thomas, who is the author of Through Deeper Waters. Uh, Michelle is the daughter of one of my ghost bike recipients, Mr. David Fitzpatrick, from about a little over four years ago. Uh, many uh, good re good reading. Uh, I urge you to go to Amazon and pick up a copy of that, uh, either through your Kindle or whatever source of reading you use. Uh, it is a good read. Uh, didn't didn't take a ton of time to read it, mainly because I once I got into it, I was uh, sucked in. It um, it is a very good uh, helpful book uh, for many of the things that I go through uh, and have gone through physically. Uh, I urge you to get a copy of that and start reading as soon as possible. Uh, very good read. Leave her a review if possible. As always, plenty of podcasts out there you can listen to. I appreciate you listening to this one. It's meant nothing more than for you to get educated on a lot of different uh, subjects uh, involving tennis, cycling, pickleball, and, um, you know, Hope it all helps you in the long run. Uh, once again, I want to thank Miss Morgan Rowe of the Morgan Rowe Band. Uh, she brings us in and takes us out with our tunes. Um, very good girl, just had knee surgery. Hope she's back on the bike pretty soon. Uh, I know she's got a nice recumbent bike, so I'm looking forward to getting on the trails with Morgan again. Uh, hope everybody has a great day, and uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. And uh, hope you... Tune in again. Maybe I'll do a French Open preview uh, coming up in, in the Madrid Open today. Um, I won't spoil it for any of you trying to uh, watch that replay from today uh, between Djokovic and Tsitsipas. Um, but the uh, Rome Open is coming up. I think Mr. Federer is going to play that. Sounds like he's getting pretty serious about the French. So. A uh, lot of hopefully some good tennis coming up in the next two to three weeks. And uh, I, like I said, I appreciate everybody listening in. Hope you have a great day and a happy Mother's Day.